This is Coder Radio, episode 188 for January 18th, 2016. This episode of Coder Radio, a weekly talk show taking a pragmatic look at the art and business of software development and related technologies. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors, DigitalOcean and Linux Academy. I'm Angela, and joining me is Michael Dominic. Finally, they heard my petition to get rid of that bastard. <laughs> yes, uh, I am standing in for Chris today. He is on his way to scale, which should bring some really good coverage and interviews for everyone in the technology field. Now, this is already the best episode. I mean, I, I, I'm smiling from ear to ear. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can hear it. I, so am I, but out of nervousness, not out of out of excitement for uh, the content that we're about to cover. <laughs> but Ouch, uh, kind of a burn, but okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to, Mike? What have I been up to? Um, I have been working my little ass off, Angela. I'm. I'm. In fact, this is kind of in your wheelhouse. You know, when you have a company, all those little operational things that just they just cause all kinds of shenanigans towards the end of the year or the beginning of a new year. Yes. Yeah, I am neck deep in that right now. Like Ooh. neck deep. I have more Excel sheets than I know what to do with, and I think I might cry. Oh, why Why Excel? All right. Well, they're, they're really Google, whatever. Well, no, I mean, well, I mean, why spreadsheets? Like, um, so I, I eliminated my spreadsheets for the end of the okay. year operational stuff because I'm using QuickBooks and FreshBooks. Like the combination of the two, I don't really need that many spreadsheets anymore. Interesting. I'm using Harvest for invoicing, and I'm doing everything else by hand in uh, in Excel spreadsheets, and that's a mistake. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I did that for like well, like five or six years, and this mm. is the first year actually that I've used QuickBooks for Jupyter Broadcasting, and it's it's going to be amazing. I'm going to print two reports and hand it to my CPA. That and that's it. No. I I print about five spreadsheets, hand them to my CPA, and he just starts to laugh. Yeah. Wow. So why not QuickBooks? You know, I, QuickBooks is one of those things I always wanted to do and never did. Oh. Uh, I briefly tried QuickBooks online a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm using. Well, it was already like halfway through the year, so so much stuff was already just in the Excel templates I had. Right. And I'm just going to call all spreadsheets Excel from now on. Yeah, that's fine. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that I couldn't reconcile it, and I tried to do it, and then I handed it to my CPA, and he's like, yeah, your QuickBooks is totally meaningless. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you know what that's yeah. called? Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. If, yeah, you, don't, if you don't know how to manage it, manage it then, yeah, you're just going to not – it's not going to work as an effective tool. Yeah, and I'm just used to my spreadsheets. Like, I have my categories, and I get a receipt, and I take the dollar amount and the day. It's very, very 1974 of me. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sitting there. Um, I'm proud to say I don't have those green bookkeeping uh Notebooks? You ever, you ever see the ones, the long ones with all the grids? Yes. Yeah, not doing that, so that's an improvement. Yeah, that's good. You know, th- one thing that I maybe we'll talk about later in the show is that, uh, you know, I do do the books and stuff, but and I did a year of accounting, 4.0s all the way, but it's okay. just really not my bag. I don't like being having to work on financial stuff, but I do what I where I do excel is. I, I want to be able to create like custom reports for yes, I that data. I, I can't do that either. But I do excel at what's called creative accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my previous employer, Enron, was a big fan. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, somebody banks suggests cooking the books. <laughs> yeah, except in my case, it's like, oh, wait a minute, never mind. There's there's no assets to hide. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. You know, that, that's one of the things about a software company. You really don't have like there's no land, right? There's no property to depreciate. There's no cars. There's nothing like that where you can get a little funny. It's did you buy a computer? Yes, no. Well, uh, actually, if it's like over five hundred dollars, I think it's technically supposed to be depreciated. Is it really? Yeah. Shh. Just shh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what my CPA does. But yeah, I actually... But not year over year. You just do the one purchase. You don't actually like, track the depreciation on the... Uh... She does. Really? She does. She does. I, you know, I, I would... I, I couldn't imagine doing that. That's just like, oh, you bought a $1,000 laptop. Oh, next year, $20. Well, no, it's more, it's, well, it's more than that. It's over the, over the typical life of a computer, which you know, is ten, tends to be like four to six years. Okay, so you just depre- interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll f- if no, I, I'll find out more information on that. Yeah, send that to me. I, I only do the straight purchase expense. I don't even bother with the depreciation on any of the computers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to. She just asked, like, "What is this big purchase? What is this big purchase?" Well, you know what it is, because it's probably more beneficial to do it that way. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm probably giving myself the shaft. But again, please don't take tax advice from the show. Because yeah, I'm right. Not your yeah, man. Yep. Oh, somebody has linked. Uh, oh, there's also stuff like Beans Books. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Haven't used it though. Haven't, and, haven't used it. So the other other pain in the ass operational thing I'm struggling with is, of course, hiring. Yeah. 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 How do you find? How do you get your job posting out there? So I'm a big fan of um, the Code Radio subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, n- not so much the tech snaps number, though. I don't know, guys. I don't know what's going on over there. It's a little weird. But no, really, it's it's that indeed. But let me tell you, I don't know if it's because the economy got better, mm-hmm. but the the quality of and I'm not speaking, of course, to anyone who applied through the show, but the quality of uh, local candidates has gotten very strange. Well, what uh, do you mean by strange? Well, I guess because the company is called Buccaneer, we're getting a lot of people who feel the need to look like pirates. <laughs> what a weird problem to have <laughs> weird but it's very awkward like, oh my gosh yeah it, it, i've met some strange fellows and I, and I have a sick economic theory do you want to hear it yeah the weird so there's two two things affecting me one's a joke one's serious the joke is because the company has a weird name only people who are crazy are going to apply hmm the second thing is I actually believe that Starbucks has actually changed the entry-level hourly labor market for this sort of like customer support testing position because they do offer, even though they still pay the same, they offer you know, full benefits, uh, college. They now offer college tuition. Oh, did you yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Even for part-time. Yep. So it seems like the, the top of the class, so to speak, of the entry-level hourly people you would get, who are great people – are behaving correctly and going to Starbucks, right? They're saying, what am I high? And I have like four <laughs> Starbucks here where I live. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a pretty aggressive market. Um, and no, if Cespin, if you open with R or Ahoy, you do not get the job. Oh, come on. You know what I would do is I would change, I would modify the job description to incorporate piratism. <laughs> you know, I did that on one. It, it really wasn't funny. Oh. Um, some recruiter saw it and was like, I don't know why you would put this in here. Oh, man. 
Oh, trying to. These are. I'm hiring like kids in community college. No, nothing. Okay. Um, luckily for me, the New Jersey Labor Department does not consider pirates a protected class. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm free to discriminate against pirates all day long. That's hilarious. Hey, you know, um, I actually just did some research for a friend of mine that lives in New Jersey. And oh no. Have you heard of the on ramp program? I have not. What okay. is that? New Jersey has, um, it's kind of like Washington State has WorkSource office. Um, New Jersey has on on ramp, and you basically create an account as a as an employer or an or somebody looking for employment, and and it like that's another method for which you can provide your job description um, from the employer side. You can provide the job description, and once in there, as somebody searching for employment, you can break it down by county or um, or category, you know, technology or whatever. And it's what I used when I was on unemployment trying to find jobs. It, uh, it was actually really helpful and it, it wasn't just, it was way better than Craigslist, way better than even the local newspaper. Oh, oh Craigslist is a scary place. So. It is. It is. I, I don't recommend it at all. For anything really. Yeah. Uh, so this is interesting. I'm looking at the site, but I don't see the no, no pirates checkbox. How do I, <laughs> how do I filter by, see, by parrots and rum? I, I, I don't get that. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why, you know. You know, some some of it was like very, like, for lack of a better word, very cute. Like, I got a couple cover letters that literally said "Ahoy, matey." Oh my gosh! Which, all right, I'll give you that. Like, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. But the full on, and I don't mean like they intentionally dressed in a costume like a pirate. I mean, this guy looked like he just got off a pirate ship in a very serious, very call the police or the navy kind of way. Wow, call the police. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like. Yeah, he's down with a life of piracy, like, and, and not software piracy. Yeah, right, piracy. Yeah. Oh man, there's a there's a Bing suggest there. If you guys are watching live, you can do the Bing suggest for titles. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's uh, let me tell you about DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean is a simple cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way to spin up a cloud server. If you go to digitalocean.com, you can use Coder Digital at checkout. It'll give you a ten dollar credit, which turns out is a two two month credit like it's five dollars a month so that's two months free users can create a cloud server in 55 seconds or less and pricing plans start at only five dollars for 512 megabytes of ram 20 gig ssd one cpu and one terabyte transfer DigitalOcean has data center locations in new york san francisco toronto frankfurt singapore amsterdam and london the interface has a simple and intuitive control panel which power users can replicate on a larger scale with the company's straightforward API. Thank you, DigitalOcean, for sponsoring Coder Radio. Boom. Boom. DigitalOcean. <laughs> there we go. Okay, back to the show. Let's see. So one thing, one Women's Tech Radio that is definitely 100% relevant to this show is episode 48. And sorry, it doesn't fit the screen very well, but it's called Code Saves Time. And we interviewed Coraline, and she's a web developer for a health company. Her whole her whole job is working to reduce the amount of screen time screen time for doctors and nurses by providing better tools. So writing tools on the back end that can provide information which will minimize the time that they have to spend looking at the computer. And in every women's tech radio, you can scroll scroll down to the, well any show on the network actually. But um, I do the show notes and I have links to everything that we mentioned in the show. So there are a lot of things there for you. And then another one that I will oh, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Another one is, um, I can't remember which episode number, but I'm going to pull it up right now. Sharing with intent. Episode 45 was me, actually. Paige interviewed me. And in there, I have my stack of tools, including, oh, it's, it's so cut off. I'm just going to go back to the chat room there. So um, I, my tools include Telegram. Michael, are you, are you on Telegram? I am. I haven't uh, logged in in a while, but yes, uh, if, you know, uh, very encrypted. Are, may I ask, are you a terrorist? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are, are, you, are you sure? Yep, I'm positive. I'm not using it for those methods or for those reasons. No, I use Telegram, and that's how we actually, you know, for a small business, Jupiter Broadcasting, we, that's how we communicate with a lot of our staff. And it's, it's actually super handy because, you know, like, for example, um, Heimer16 does our, uh, some of our website stuff. And I used to have to email him, and, you know, I'd never know if he got it or when. And, of course, you know, I don't expect him. To, he, he, he donates his time to us, so I don't expect, you know, immediate response. But I do wonder, you know, after a day, did he get it? You know, um, he's on Telegram. So now he, like, he sees it almost right away. He responds right away. It's fantastic. It's kind of, uh, I feel kind of spoiled, in fact. But, yeah, um, we use Telegram, IRC, and Slack, as Rakai points out in the chat room. And then, of course, FreshBooks. We got started on FreshBooks back, back when FreshBooks was a sponsor, and um, I can't remember which shows they sponsored, but they did end up sponsoring Fosho at one point, and I've been with them ever since. And they have this really interesting um, thing, Michael or Mike. Sorry, Mike. How do you get? Either way is fine. Do you have an income, like income coming in, like like we do, like where, like a sponsor? For us, a sponsor would pay. Hmm. Do you have what? What is? I don't even know what your business setup is. Do you offer services or? Yeah, we do software consulting. So we do straight oh, yeah. projects. Um, so we don't. No, we have no automatic recurring billing. If that's what you're asking. Oh, okay. And... Oh, I would love to. So if anybody wants to volunteer, <laughs> right? Yeah. If anybody wants to do that, that would be fantastic. Um, so, do you? How do your clients pay you? Uh, it depends. Usually, unfortunately, it's very paper check, ACH transfer, sometimes PayPal. I, I actually use Harvest as built-in uh, electronic payment functionality. Oh. But I think under the covers, that's just Stripe. Oh, interesting. I never thought about pairing two businesses like I mean, I, well, I never, yeah, I never considered they'd be doing that. Now, what FreshBooks does, which is really cool, and this is not an ad for FreshBooks, but I do use them and I do like this. They negotiated with PayPal to make it so that when when our clients paid us, um, clients, aka sponsors, uh, it's only 50 cents instead of a percentage of the of Oh, the, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the catch is that they can't do like Visa or MasterCard. You know, it has to be okay. PayPal to PayPal. But several of our vendors do that and so instead of paying you know it's i think it's two or three percent which doesn't sound like a lot but if the balance that they're paying is a lot then you know 50 50 cents is a lot better than you know more than that so but i would you know quickbooks has the built-in invoicing and i've done that before i worked at a computer consulting or yeah company doing the operation stuff but it was just so clunky and not I didn't like it at all. That, I yeah, guess. you know, in- invoicing is a really tough area because then you have, of course, the, the people don't tend to pay invoices on time. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's the uh, harvest actually will automatically remind them, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. It's bad if I forget to record the payment, if they pay in, Ooh. let's say, a paper check. Sure. Um, but the nice thing, if they pay electronically, it actually automatically records the payment. Yep, same with FreshBooks. Yep, which is awesome. Um, all right, so then also in my stack, Pixelmator is mm-hmm. my alternative for Photoshop. I do a lot of the promotional images and and swag stuff for Jupyter Broadcasting, and so I use Pixelmator. Photoshop always like really overwhelmed me, but I, I feel like Pixelmator is it's similar but a little more friendly, and and it's because I'm on a Mac, so. Yeah. You're on a Mac. Yep. Still. That what a great choice. Really? Absolutely. I'm not gonna get crap from you, huh? Because you know I, I, I'm on a Mac right now. In fact, I just upgraded my Mac using uh that thing I don't know if you listened last week, Angela Tardisk. Mm-mm. It is a very scary, very shoddy seeming SD card that you slam into your Mac and add hard drive space. Really? Yes, I'm going to post the link to the article I wrote about it. I strongly recommend that people think twice before they do it. Oh, yeah. What happened? Did something bad happen? So, so far it's okay. But first installation, right? Because remember, this is just an SD card, right? It's all it is. Mm -hmm. It got stuck halfway in. And I had to pry it out with a thumbtack. What? Out of my $1,600 MacBook. So... So what I don't understand is they've made it so that they don't they don't go all the way in anyway. So how did how did like wait, okay? So you put it in and it didn't did it register that it was plugged in or not? No, it did not. So uh. so it gets halfway first time and I had to pull it out uh, using the thumbtack. Mm-hmm. After that, I put it in again and it went fully in and it didn't register. Oh, at all. So okay. I popped back out put it in again and it finally registers but not building a lot of confidence uh let me just give you an image right did you, you get know, any stds or anything <laughs> uh no new ones no new ones <laughs> the uh the packaging was just one of those plush brown what do you call those the plush brown envelopes you get from the usps yeah mm-hmm. with the bubble uh, built there was into it? no there oh. was no box it was like a ziploc baggie inside with inkjet printed out instructions on it <laughs> with a typo please tell me there was a typo <laughs> i didn't even read them that closely i I, re- I read them but i wasn't like they had like one of the 2004 pictures of a macbook mm-hmm. and the ink had had ran oh my goodness it was in color because we we're fancy like that apparently wow uh, regardless i decided to try it because i'm insane and it was okay really it's there are some, uh, you know, when I, I first wrote the review, someone very correctly jumped down my throat about me not talking about benchmarks. The truth is, you know, your SD card in your Mac is is running a USB 2, right? It's a USB 2 speed interface. Mm-hmm. So if you need high-performance storage and you just, you know, I was just running out of storage and performance didn't really matter, then this is not your option, right? Because... USB 2 is only as fast as USB 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like, and I did not do in-depth testing on this, but just anecdotally and from running like one or two benchmarks, what it's doing is it's using the SSD hard drive first and then throwing stuff onto the SD card. Hmm. 
How big is your SD card? Is this SD card? It's a 128 gigabyte one. Wait, so are there two SD cards in this process? Was there one with that tar disk on it and then a second one? Like, or so the tar disk installed it and then did it, did yeah, it double the storage? Yeah, the tar uh, No, no. It, it's just one SD card and I have no idea what it did under the covers and I'm pretty happy <laughs> I don't know. But it does something where it tricks your computer into thinking that because you, you can't remove the SD card at all. So at this um, point, this SD card is permanently in my computer. If I were to take it out, bad things will happen. Yes, right. It would be like using a disk in a RAID. Right. I, 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 and I'm sure HFS Plus handles that in such an elegant way. I, <laughs> I can only imagine what horrors would be unleashed if I pulled this card out. Um, that's it. So, so here's the other problem here, right? What happens if this SD card dies? Yeah. I think my system's host. I think I have to repave, well, but I'm not sure. You back up, right? Yeah, I back up to the cloud. I back up locally. Well, I back up to the cloud locally, not so much. But So why didn't it, you just replace the hard drive? Upgrade it. So I did not want to open up this computer because this is my ah. daily driver. I had called Apple thinking, you know what, I'll pay way more than I should, but get it done. They no longer offer that service. Oh, like, oh, they don't even do it, even if you pay them. Even if you pay them. The Genius Bar will not do an upgrade for you. Wow. They'll replace the component if there's a reason, right, if you have Apple Care and, like, mm-hmm. the drive dies. But other than that, they're not touching it. Wow. So that was awesome. I then looked into these hard drive replacement kits, but it was kind of like they seemed shoddy. I had read some reviews that some of the SSDs you get are not exactly compatible with OS X, so you get all kinds of, like, I guess the operating system does something special or mm. crazy, depending on your point of view. Mm. And you can have all kinds of heat problems or performance problems if you use a third-party SSD. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I ran into this hard drive space problem with my last computer, and it wasn't upgradable at all. Like, there wasn't, I, I don't know why, but there wasn't a way to upgrade it. So, um, but now I just checked my my laptop that I have here. It has, like, a lot of gigs available, like 250 or something. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I this worst thing I ever did specking this computer out. I should have went for the 512 hard drive, but it was like another 500 bucks. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But now, now you have a very frail setup though, you know, well, I mean, I guess if your hard drive dies or the SD card dies, like, I think it's a full pave. So, so yeah. I'm hoping I didn't just create like a chaos monkey from, you remember the chaos monkey on Netflix? No. The, uh, so Netflix wrote a program that all it does, it's called the chaos monkey. All it does is attack their system all day long, randomly. Huh. So it will randomly like knock off a server. Wow. Just to see how they respond to system outages. That is great quality assurance right there. It kind of is actually, right? Cause yeah. They're constantly under attack by themselves. That is fantastic. And I'm sure they have a way out. I'm sure they have a, you know, if they're really under attack, they'll stop the chaos monkey and deal with the actual attack. I, I can't imagine that they could get hit twice. But Right. So I just shoved the big chaos monkey into my computer. Good, good plan. All right. Well, that's, yeah, good luck with that. That's interesting. So uh, you- listen, it's almost, it's almost as irresponsible as running Arch Linux. <laughs> Yeah, I did there. that. <laughs> um, so, do Ooh, you do actually, you recommend it or not? The not Arch, but um, the Tardisk. Uh, you know, if you're in my position, where if you didn't do it, you were just going to have to buy a new machine anyway, and if you're totally unwilling to manually upgrade the hard disk, 
maybe. Um, one thing it has going for it is it wasn't terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. So my rationale was if it dies, I repave the machine and I'll resell it to somebody else and buy myself another machine. Right. Um, I don't know that I, I you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that this is a good way to save money specking out a Mac if you're buying it, right? I would say if you think you need storage, you're better off overbuying than underbuying. Like the, the problem I'm solving is in two, 2013 or whatever it was, I underbought storage. Uh, on this. Mm-hmm. So no. Or, uh, it's a qualified maybe. Which uh, So they won't be a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, Linux Academy is the other sponsor of this program, and they offer courses, and they are enthusiasts just like we are, and I'm pretty sure that they have an Arch course, but if not, they're constantly updating their library. Um, What you can do is go to linuxacademy.com forward slash coders with an S at the end there to save $5 a month, and you just, like, it's so amazing. This training, this it's Linux training, It can apply to a brand new person like me, you know, like a noob, but also Chris, like way advanced, knows a ton of stuff. And it's just it applies to anybody. And they have a really cool way for you to plan how you're going to learn their content. Uh, They have a um, what's it called? Like a calendar where you could say, you know, these are my current obligations. I can maybe fit in you know, an hour here, an hour there, and it helps you figure out how fast you can complete their courses. Not that it's a, it's not a race, you know, but, um, so it, it is self-paced and it's just really good. They're always looking for people to contribute to it, you know, because I have a feeling a lot of our audience members are the exact type of people that work for Linux Academy, trying to make it better, trying to make it relevant and current and staying up to date. So they have step-by-step video courses. They have downloadable comprehensive study guides, and it comes with your own server. They spin up a dedicated server just for you. And you can run any of the seven-plus available Linux distributions on it. And they allow you to build um, courses specific to each distribution and gain a well-rounded knowledge of the Linux operating system. It's actually, this is something on my to-do list. I'm making a list of 100 things to do this year or that I'd like to do, you know, things that aren't easily attainable, such as something like this. (laughs) And this is one of them. I I really, I need to get my feet wet and I am interested in anybody's suggestions on where to start. So if you want to email me, Angela at jupiterbroadcasting.com, give me your, give me your thoughts on it. But uh, yeah, they're always getting better. They have an entire new course called OpenStack Essentials and it's hundred percent complete and available on Linux Academy. So Go to, again, linuxacademy.com forward slash coders, and you save $5 a month. Mm, I love that good new Linux. <laughs> good new Linux, yeah. <laughs> so, Ange, w- w- let me ask you. Are, are, you don't do any development yourself, right? Not yet. I really would Ooh, like to. I like the yet. I like the yet. Tell oh, yeah, no, I, I really want to. I want, I, I, it sounds so fun. Literally, to write programs that will pull out data from a proprietary software program and, and give, that, give those metrics meaning to somebody. I love that. It's what I want to do. I think, uh, I think you just got several Microsoft engineers very excited. <laughs> You've brought meaning to the whole access thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't done. I, I, I really, I don't, I don't even know where to start. You know, I do women's tech radio, and and mm. we've interviewed a lot of great women. It's, I think even our, our episode fifty that just came out is a gal that does workshops for women to get into technology. And but I don't know where to start on that. Do you do you have any recommendations or suggestions? Oh yeah, I mean, you have an actual use case that that you want to do. So that's that's half the battle right there, right? You have something that you actually need to see done. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that these these uh, metrics are for the business, right? They're for JB. Um, they could be, but I was we don't really run any proprietary software. I was, oh, I've been thinking about true. all my previous jobs where where they've ran like a, a, a medical supply company. You know, okay. I I actually designed within the within that program. I designed reports to give us meaningful information, um, but basically taking stuff like that. The most I could do for JB, well, like oh, I was thinking is just financial stuff, but QuickBooks pretty much takes care of, takes care of all those reports. Yeah, so, I'll yeah. get you right there. So, a, a good place to start then is probably with a Ruby or a Python. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. In fact, I think there's, and I don't remember the title of the book, but there is a great uh, learning Python for adults or something like that. Mm-hmm. Really great book. You know, a lot of data scientists are using Python. A lot of um, these crazy Linux people that tend to stalk me in the IRC and tell me that I'm evil <laughs> also seem to like the snake. Okay. What is your, you're running a Mac, right? Yeah. So it's actually pre-installed. So that's even better. Python is? I believe it is. Yeah, let me, I'll check right now. I believe it is though. Boom, there it is. Python 2.7. So is Ruby. So you don't even need to install any software. Just do vim something.py. You're good to go. I don't see it on mine. If you go into terminal and just type the word oh, Python. In yeah, I don't. See, that, that, that's a start. Start working in terminal. <laughs> well, ter- well, terminal, you can actually use the Python. Um, like, I think you can just do, like, print. Mm-hmm. You know, like, very basic stuff, right? Just use the, uh, the live command, and it will run your commands as you type them in. Right, right. I do, I like... I like commands. I like code. I like code words. Okay, so that's cool. Well, you'll you'll be in good shape then. Are you um, are you doing any kind of scripting at all, like system administration stuff like that? Nope. Nope. Not okay. at all. Not yet. Well, that's a great place to start then. Any kind of like repetitive tasks you have to do on your computer, mm-hmm. just write a script. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I bet Rakai could help me with that too if I get stuck, or, or anybody really that's that right. listens. <laughs> Anyone other than Chris. I mean, <laughs> I, I heard a rumor that he's really getting up on PowerShell and Visual Basic again. Oh, I, I have no idea. Oh, deny, deny, deny. See, I, I, I thought we were, weren't we annou- announcing our partnership with uh, Microsoft Access, specifically <laughs> Access this week, or was that next week? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, denied, see. You're denied. Denied. Have you ever worked for a senator or anything like that? Nope. Are you sure? Because that was a pretty fast nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. I am not. All right, yeah. So, I mean, if you, do you have any tasks where you have to copy documents or send them to a bunch of people, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Great task for, for just writing a simple Python script then. Yeah. You know, I was just remembering a couple years ago, Chris, for Christmas, got me a couple starter books and i don't know what they are i'm, I'm gonna have to look at those again yeah they're probably linux hippie crap don't no, worry about no it. i don't think so actually i don't think really? so yeah yeah 
I'll have to. I I will have to look, and maybe I'll send you a picture on Twitter so that you can see it. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've given a lot. We you know the how do I learn to program topic has come up well literally 188 times on the show. So I and the answer is always the same, right? Find a little project that's manageable that you you want to do for your own personal need, and just go for it. I mean, even if you do it wrong 20 times, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea. I will definitely look, look into doing that. I I definitely like I I know Paige has offered I think some of the women's tech radios coming up may be her teaching me a language which awesome. could be really interesting. And if it is, no. we'll cross cross promote it on the uh subreddit. Sounds amazing. And 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 learning something you don't know live on the air on a recording is always the most embarrassing way to do it. Yep, I know cuz I ask ask really good questions but some people they you know there is no stupid question but it sounds it sounds like a stupid question <laughs> just don't read the comments all right just all you have to do is not read the comments you'll be fine actually we have them uh turned off for women's tech radio that was an option yes oh he's On gonna have such a hard he's gonna he's gonna have such a hard monday next week why we used to get crazy comments to this show, like crazy. Why, now, why, why for Women's Tech Radio and nobody else? Uh, Just because people were getting out of hand or? Yeah, it was like, okay. at least initially, it just, well, it was, it was twofold, you know, partially because we had sponsors and mm, sure, know, sure, sure. people yeah, were going yeah. on and just dogging us, you know, and that just, that just doesn't look good. But also it was a lot of people, they mis- they misunderstand the the title they think why is why is why does it have to be women's tech radio why can't it be people's tech radio or you know i'm gonna go make a men's tech radio and it's like we're not we're not trying to be sexist per se we're just trying to let women know that there's other women in technology and ways to get there like it it's really when you boil it down it's not a bad thing it's helping a minority group no, they're not alone. Right. right. I, 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 uh, I've listened occasionally, and I listened to a couple this morning. It, it doesn't seem, it, I know it sounds weird to say, particularly focused on, like, being a woman. Right. Uh, though I have been called a fancy girl before, I, I, I did not feel excluded as currently a male. Yeah. And, you know, our primary audience are male. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, and actually, we had been doing transcription for it for the Well, I just recently stopped doing transcription and replaced it with a, are you looking for transcription? And then a link, which then asks them, you know, do you, or how often do you look at the transcription? And it was like every time, occasionally when I can't understand a word or never, I just wanted to see where this link went. (laughs) Right. And, uh, and there are, there are quite a few people that do go there just for the trans, you know, because they prefer to read instead of listen. And that's one of the things is as I don't know if it's a woman thing, but I just, I've never gotten into pod listening to podcasts. (laughs) I don't listen to podcasts if you could believe it. So, um, that's where I thought of if I did the transcription, it might be more beneficial because women may prefer to consume this kind of content through reading. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I actually even read more than that because, you know, you know, a little probably personal, but I, to listen to a podcast, I might be like disrupting my wife, right? If she's watching TV or, or something else, mm-hmm. reading a book, reading a Kindle, 
no disruption at all, right? It's a little more considerate. Having said that, you all should listen to podcasts, use the promo codes, I need money. Taxes are up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? There's a caveat. <laughs> uh, so let me, let me ask you this, because you, you are the Women's Tech Radio, and I had promised Chris I would ask you a question. Oh, yay. Okay. And that question is, when we murder him, <laughs> is it okay if I urinate on his corpse? Wow. Wow. You know, I just need to get the insurance policy on him first. <laughs> That's the perfect answer. I love it. Now, the real question. All right. Marissa Mayer. You're familiar with her, of course. Not at all. What? Yeah, that's unfortunate. CEO of Yahoo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about now? She came from Google. She was like the VP of... Uh, yep, this is all. Shades. Yep. Different colors of blue. She was big into the A-B testing thing. Good there? Okay. You know that Yahoo's currently, uh, how can I say this delicately, circling the train? Is that fair? I don't know. I, I don't know what that really? means. I'm surprised. I figured you guys would follow her. All right. So, so who, what are the uh, trends you guys are following over on Women's Tech Radio then? Well, I would just like to point out I'm a mom first. Of course. <laughs> so, um, you know, honestly, Paige and I have an interesting partnership. She has the networking and okay. I have, I do the back end. So, okay. you know, I, I actually don't really go out and try to find women. She, she does. So I, and I don't, I don't know. I, I think I follow birthing and having kids articles more or in parenting more than I do women in technology. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's actually relevant. Did Chris tell you I'm also having a child? Yes, he did. Yes, exciting times. Yeah. How far are you or is she? <laughs> uh, Due in April. I, and I am very Ooh. far along, too, by the way. First man in history. Going to pull this off. Yes. Nice. Um, no, it's, do you know if so, it's a boy or girl? It is a boy. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I, I actually uh, found out it was a boy. Ran down the street screaming penis. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, that ticket was at least five hundred dollars. Right? Yeah. At least, for some reason, people get scared when you do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's an arrest. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's very good, a little boy, and I'm trying to keep him away from, uh, really, from Linux people. Is there a nice way I could say that? Already, huh? Well, it's the beards. They scare me. <laughs> I feel intimidated. And, and when the beards are gray, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you, Even you, worse. you know of. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've yep. been to Linux Fest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the great, like, the, it's not that the person seems like he's judging me. It's the beard. Just the beard. Like, looking at me with my little MacBook saying, mm, son. Right. No, no. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, yeah, how are you going to do that? I mean, I guess you won't be coming out to Linux Fest, huh? <laughs> I'll bring him with me. I'll dress him up like Tux. <laughs> Cute. Wait, what? I thought you want to keep him away from Linux beards. I'm very complicated, Angela. Yeah, I just I say one thing and do another all the time. Yeah, contradiction much. Yeah. No, see, what I, I really just can't have him end up at Google because then he'll be absorbed into the hive mind. Right. And yeah, you have, like, all sorts of thoughts. Props. No, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, okay, let's be a little more optimistic. Thoughts to rethink, you know? You have to think about your future generation. Your, your, I mean, your, your next, your spawn, your spawn's generation. And what, what is he going to do? Do you have a name? Uh, not yet. That oh. is something we're working on. It is a hotly debated topic. Mm, Mike Jr. 
Uh, well, I, I wanted to go with Satya or Balmer, and I didn't get it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I, I, my wife looked at me. We're both blonde hair, blue eyes. She said, do you want to name this kid Satya? <laughs> really? I was like, well, how about Balmer? Just Balmer. No what? last name. Just Balmer. Wow. No, nothing. Call him Linus. <laughs> That's what Adam from Vancouver said. Ooh. Here's the thing, though. He'll start taking apart my Mac and be like, look, I wrote a new microkernel. <laughs> as impressive as that might be at five, it's also obnoxious when he doesn't back up the hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I feel like we could maybe have a show about things that never happened with our kids or, you know, that haven't yeah. happened yet. Because that's, well, that's hilarious. Uh, well, yours are yours are getting up there. Are they uh, using their first computers yet? Yeah, well, that's the thing is I, I fully expected Dylan, our, my oldest, he's going to be seven in April. Um, I expected him to be on a computer right away, but he wasn't. We, we, I guess, delayed that by introducing him to the iPad. But his first computer he got for his sixth birthday. And I had a couple weeks prior, I had let him play Minecraft on my computer, taught him the mouse and the keyboard and um, he caught on really fast. So for his sixth birthday, he got an uh, ele- elementary OS laptop. And it's going okay. I, you know, unfortunately, because he's using it, I have to learn it too. <laughs> because he, he's playing Minecraft, and in the middle of Minecraft, it, it, I don't know if it's just an elementary OS thing or whatever. Or, you know, I guess all the OSs do this, but it's like, hey, there's updates. And and it just it make, takes priority. And then it actually disables the mouse so you can't even click anything really yeah but it's it's yeah. actually kind of fantastic because he has to come get me or you know and and, I, and then i have to come over and i just use tab and enter you know because the keyboard still works but the mouse right doesn't. right and he doesn't he doesn't know how to do it yet do uh and, and actually i don't know the answer to this a couple of years ago ubuntu you uh, canonical used to have an ubuntu for kids or i think they call it edbuntu mm. is that still around an educational ubuntu distro i have no idea it's something I was looking into because I, I really want to uh, get this kid into when he's you know here mm-hmm. into the whole like Arduino board thing, right? The whole Raspberry Pi yes. Arduino. Yes, and uh, I prefer to have that not run Windows Ten, not because I think there's anything wrong with Windows. People, please, 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 don't send me hate mail <laughs> until tomorrow when I can use it. Um, I just I really feel like uh, a child's first introduction to computing should be with some sort of like Unix based, and I'm not even saying Mac. I'm saying like an Ubuntu. I even think Ubuntu is maybe a little too nice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something where they have to use the command line, right? And I love that elementary freezes the mouse on them. But I might actually go with that just just for that feature. Which yeah, well, is I don't. I don't know if it's a feature or a bug. And isn't that like doesn't that sum up Linux? Oh, oh, <laughs> right. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> Linux is fine until you put a UI on top of it. Oh, okay. On the server, it's great. It's reliable as hell. <laughs> I think people are going to yell at me. <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be an amazing one for the YouTube comments. I know. Well, wasn't, I mean, it was kind of well executed. I mean, I, it oh, is. a good shot. Yeah. I, I said it from sort of knowledge and sort of sarcasm and um, and just for fun. So my concern is that. You know, you give a kid a Linux computer, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they RM, tack R, star, and nuke the hard drive. Right? There's a little too much power there. Well, it's like a loaded gun. It's a little too... 
Well, it would be it would be strapped down, right? Most OSs you can strap down, so that can't happen. I mean, I can't even write or do the R whatever you said FM. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the advantage of like an Edbuntu, right? All, all Linux bashing and and kidding aside, is that it, it, the child account can't do any of that crap. Right. Exactly. In fact, I don't I, I don't even think they can sudo to be honest with you. Right. Um, yeah. No they root do, access. Right. They have a user account, but they can still use Vim. Right, so they can learn how to use a proper text editor. Mm-hmm. I say as I as I just closed closed Xcode before this uh, for this show. Mm-hmm. They can use you know Git because I think Git's going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one writes that by accident, chat room. But kids are dumb, and people always put it in Stack Overflow as like the fake I can't install Postgres answer on Mac. Right, get you to put in because people are not smart. I don't know if I would necessarily. So, what kind of hardware are your kids running on? Oh shoot! I, I, um, I don't remember what Dylan's laptop is. Does um, I don't think it's a ThinkPad, but it might be. It's um, hmm. Nope, I don't remember. It's some small laptop that that Chris had that he repurposed for him, and then Abby is running one okay. one of my old Macs that was just sitting in the hallway and I thought, you know, I might as well just set this up and get Minecraft working for her too. And so, um, she had just, she was like four and a couple months when she started using it and she picked up the mouse and the keyboard so fast. It was amazing. But all they do is play Minecraft so far. They haven't really done any like Minecraft is still going strong, huh? Oh man. It is, it is, it is the best for them. Like it is, it is, really? although you know, Dylan came home with Pokemon cards the other day. I don't know anything about I, that. That, that, that. That's a costly hobby. That's not good. It's a costly that, what? Very costly hobby. Trading cards. Oh yeah. Well, I, he hasn't. I haven't spent anything, and he hasn't spent anything. He might oh, have traded good. something, but yeah, people are just giving them to him. I don't know. Well, that's been around for a long time. I, uh, in fact, I think they have a, an iPad app for that now. Pokemon cards. Really. This is me pretending, pretending like I've never downloaded it <laughs> or made an account. Right. <laughs> or bought some, or bought some in-app purchase. Oh God. Yes. Right. Shame. Shame. Wow. Well, what's the point of having them digitally? Yeah, that's kind of where it all falls down, right? Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a collectible card game. I know, yeah. but but it, like, is it an app to manage your your physical no, no. inventory? No, no. Uh, oh. I, in truth, I don't know much about it, but I used to oh, play okay. uh, the other one, Magic the Gathering, and I know they yeah. have an app now, too. But you actually buy digital cards in that, which I thought was silly, because mm-hmm. it's like buying nothing. Yeah. Although, I guess people buy Smurf berries and Simpsons donuts. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, people buy a lot of random things if, it's, if there's a network of people also doing it, you know, that they can interact with. Like, oh, I just got the latest blah, blah, blah card. And Yeah, it's, it's what was it, Candy Crush? Everybody's buying, like, cinnamon tokens or something? Yeah, I didn't yeah. get into that, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, is there anything else before we wrap it up? Yes, actually. We would oh, like... Fire-right. Yeah, we would like you listening to Coda Radio right now to visit our Reddit. Go to codaradio.reddit.com, or if you would prefer to do the contact form, go to jupiterbroadcasting.com and click on contact and fill out the form. Be sure to ch- uh, select Coder Radio, and uh, we just might read your email in the show. Today we did not, but uh, you know, once Chris Chris returns, <laughs> so we'll the email feedback. Is there uh, anything that you're up to that you wanted to pimp before we say goodbye? 
Uh, not too much. Just anybody who's a C Sharp developer in the chat, we're covering the Project Rider from JetBrains next week. So write us in what you're, what the hell you people are doing with C Sharp, not on Windows. Awesome. Okay, Mike. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, good luck with everything that you're working with with that SD card. And <laughs> Yes, yes. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Angela. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Great. Have a great day.